Hello, all you amazing freedom fighters. I hope that you were able to gather lots of information from the orientation video. We play this video every week in an effort to showcase some of the resources that are available to you. I encourage you to log in to our website often as there is so much valuable information there to check out. Knowledge is power, and we want you to be completely confident and informed as you stand up for your rights and freedoms. The orientation, as well as recordings of each week's Empower Hour, are available on our website for you to rewatch. Before we get into the announcements, I want to give a super big thank you to the very dedicated and enthusiastic Empower Hour crew. Jenny, Ray, Sheila, and Terenzio, thank you for all that you do. And of course, many thanks to Tanya God, the founder of Action for Canada and the star of the Empower Hour. Tanya will be coming on in just a few minutes to share her weekly updates with us. And tonight, she'll be joined by Dr. Greg Gary. For those of you who are new to the Empower Hour, I want to mention that Action for Canada is volunteer run and is 100% supported by donations. Any amount helps and we also have a monthly donor plan available if you'd like to bless us with a regular donation. With your donations, we will continue to provide hope, solutions and free resources to Canadians. Thank you for partnering with us. There will be no taboo talks next Tuesday and Empower Hour for next Wednesday, June 15th will also be cancelled in order for Tanya to have a week off for a well-deserved rest. Previous recordings of taboo talks and the Empower Hour with Tanya are available on our website, so do take advantage of those sessions. Check out the Youth Freedom Movement on our website, and if you haven't done so yet, please watch the speeches that several of the A4C youth have posted. We want our young people to have a platform to voice their opinions and concerns, and I'm pretty sure when you watch their speeches, you'll be so impressed by their courage and knowledge. Kudos to all these young leaders. As most of you know, Action for Canada acknowledges God as sovereign over all things, and we want to follow him in all that we say and do. Very important to us is being able to speak with the God of all creation, and we'd like to invite you to join us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time on Zoom for a time of praise and prayer. We also have a place for you to reach out with any specific prayer requests you might have. The information you share will be kept in strict confidence, so be sure to take advantage of this valuable resource. And I want to thank you all for praying for everyone who is involved with Action for Canada. Your prayers are vital. And so many times when we're feeling overwhelmed or weak, it's such a relief to know that we're being covered with prayer. Thank you for your love and your commitment. And now, my friends, it's time for the Empower Hour. <clears throat> if you're just joining us, welcome to the June 8th, 2022 Empower Hour. In just a few moments, Action for Canada's founder, Tanya Gaw, will be joining us with her weekly updates, and our special guest speaker this evening is Dr. Greg Gary. Action for Canada is a grassroots movement reaching out to millions of Canadians and uniting our voices in opposition to the destructive policies tearing at the fabric of our nation. 
Through call to action campaigns, we equip citizens to take action. We are committed to protecting faith, family, and freedom. For nearly seven years, and before many of us were even aware of our government's malfeasance and corruption, Tanya Gaw has been fighting for our rights and freedoms. She became an activist and freedom fighter when Justin Trudeau was first running for office. There were so many red flags, and she became very concerned about the future of Canada and what that would look like for our children and for future generations. Tanya is a woman of faith, and with God's help, she has become a courageous and passionate speaker. As we all stand together and fight for our God-given rights and freedoms, we are so grateful and honored to be led by Tanya Gaw. Hello, Tanya. Hi, Heather. Well, thank you so much for that um, introduction. I'm humbled every week when you bring me on. <laughs> uh, it takes a team to do this. It takes everybody showing up and doing their part. So I'm, I'm happy to be part of the leadership to help Canadians get equipped and empowered to do their bit. And I'm looking forward to tonight. And again, thanks so much for the introduction. And I'm just going to get right in here because we want to get to Greg Gary. It's a really important topic tonight. So um, anybody, uh, Heather or uh, Sheila, maybe, if you can even put the invitation in there so that others can invite someone who they feel may be interested in showing up. All right, Trenzio, I think I'll just get to sharing my screen. There it is. Okay, good. Take a good look at this image. I want to start with this every week when I get on because I feel so encouraged. So we have 159 chapters across Canada. And when I was speaking at an event a week ago on the weekend, I was just, it was um, so amazing to, to be able to have, I want to call this a word picture worth a thousand words. And if you can imagine the activity that's going on in all of these chapters within individual communities. So when we put out a call to action recently, uh, bringing awareness that these horrible books, it's perfectly normal, for instance, these graphic uh, books with they're pornographic, basically, it's called cartoon animated pornographic uh, material, and it's in schools across Canada, the US, the book was actually uh, produced in 1994. So it's uh, been underground, uh, but in the system, just not to people's awareness. And you know what? It brought attention to a whole lot more that was also um, being provided as a resource in our schools. And it's gotten so much worse than we could ever imagine. So when we put this out, I was, I was so delighted on Mondays when we meet with the chapter leaders to hear about how many of them had instantly gone to the public library or to their schools and started to commence audits to find out the list of books we've provided if they were actually in the school systems they actually signed the books out of public libraries to get them um, out of the potential hands of children. And uh, then we're going to uh, commence further action. I'm in the midst of writing a letter, more of a notice of liability type of form letter. Uh, I would like to see legal action taken against those who have approved these books. This is actually against the law to have permitted these books to come into the public libraries and public schools. Uh, many within the school boards are responsible for children having access, access to this pornographic material. So uh, in two weeks when we come back, 
I, I think that I'm going to be the special guest <laughs> because I want to talk about, uh, you know, the research that I've done in the last uh, six years or so and provide new information and just get as many of you as active as possible. This should be our number one, talking about our kids and getting this uh, material out. But this just gives me hope that when we put out an action like this, there's 159 chapters with uh, people within those communities that are ready to take action. This is just one small example of what we're doing. So if you're not part of a chapter, sign up. We put a bit of a pause on our chapters because we were growing so fast. We wanna make sure it's not about quantity, it's about quality of chapters. Uh, some of the chapters are having a little bit of problem reaching out to the communities and getting going. So please make it your objective uh, to be one of the people to come alongside them and support them. Even if you can't give a lot of time, just being part of it gives them uh, a little more enthusiasm and support to keep going. Now we're going to continue to start vetting again. So keep an eye on the list on our Action for Canada chapter page, because there will be a chapter coming to an area near you very soon. All right, uh, for those of you who are new, call to action in our menu. You drop down to weekly emails and this is where you come across all of the great work and the great information that we're posting every single week. So this week, as you know, we're focusing on um, economic warfare. And uh, that's not just a play on words, that's a fact. We are in the midst of a war uh, with the government and the globalists for our finances, our property, everything that we've worked a lifetime, that we've worked hard to attain, the government uh, wants our wealth. And I'm hoping that you take the time. I make it about a 10 minute read. I mean, you can even just go through and look at the pictures because <laughs> I know that's what some of you like. And I try to make the pictures impactful, the images. Uh, so just in case something captures your attention, you can click on it and read more. So we are experiencing the greatest wealth transfer in the history of the world. I have said this has been the greatest heist in the, uh, in the history of the world, not just a wealth transfer heist, stolen money, uh, stolen wealth, and the people that are behind this need to be held to account. Um, in the old days, when you committed treason, you'd be hung. Uh, I wouldn't object uh, to that being brought back again, uh, because this is causing great harm. I've had uh, reports recently of dear loved ones whose their loved ones uh, have committed uh, suicide because they could not cope with what was going on. I think more and more of us are beginning to hear about loved ones who have experienced that or friends of friends. Uh, that is a pandemic in Canada right now. And uh, those who are uh, responsible need to be held to account for this. So uh, Greg is going to come on tonight. As you know, we're going to talk about all kinds of different things, uh, the market, silver, gold, cryptocurrency. I've included a link in here that talked about uh, crypto fraud is on the rise. There's two ways this can go, right? Some of you may have very uh, good success. I think it's only 3% of the population that have crypto or Bitcoin. And, and so I'm possibly as this becomes more popular, it will become a greater problem. Anything digital, how can that be secure? How can that be secure to have digital financing in a wallet and be completely secure with the government shutting down websites, etc. But uh, time will tell. 
And the government, of course, doesn't want to not have control of your finances. So for maybe those cryptos that are secure, they want to create a bit of uh, stress for individuals who are considering, uh, you know, investing in this. But they say it is a volatile investment and to be careful. You know, it's like some other things, unless you have the money to lose, possibly that's not the right commodity for you to be investing in. But we will give you other options and hints as to what to do. Central Bank, I like this. It was just a three minute uh, video giving a great uh, introduction to what's going on. We know that the central banks want to abolish cash and inter introduce digital, digital cyber currency. And as well, you know, when I was listening to this video, I really didn't think about the universal basic income and how that could definitely relate to a cashless society, because unless you get the jab um, and then unless you get the chip, you're not going to be provided the universal basic income. And so therefore they can prohibit you from having groceries or filling up at the gas station with fuel or recharging your battery in your car. I don't know, whatever it may happen to be. So the, the uh, main goal of people is uh, of um, people with a, that kind of uh, leadership, such as this individual who can advise people is saying, keep the money in community banks. Make sure that uh, you're taking your money out of the main corporate banks and putting them into community banks. And uh, anyways, I'm hoping Greg will talk a little bit more about that. I just, I kind of got a kick out of this, not in a good way though. You know, as I was putting two, to two, two and two together and I'd seen this report that 10 richest men double their fortunes in pandemic while incomes of 99% of humanity fall. New billionaire minted every 26 hours as inequality contributes to the death of one person every four seconds. Just let that sink in for a minute. So I say, hmm, sustainable development goal number eight, decent work and economic growth. I'd say that Klaus Schwab and his buddies are failing, but I don't think that they were ever setting out to succeed in this. I think it was meant to do this humongous wealth transfer. And uh, thanks to Chris, we have this image just giving you a little bit of a word picture again of what that looks like. So there was approximately $3.7 trillion lost by the middle class. And hmm, look at that. Billionaires gained $3.9 trillion. That's a little more evidence that goal number eight uh, is just definitely failing. And uh, we know who's being enriched. Speaking of being enriched, you got to listen to this silly woman marrying I'm telling you, those liberals, they just sit there and lie with a smirk on their face thinking that, you know, there will be absolutely, uh, you know, no responsibility taken. Uh, they just kind of smile on their face thinking, hey, we're, we've got 30,000 Canadian youth we're employing to implement the digital ID. So we're all good. Don't think about that ethics violation that we gave a four, $4 billion job to one of our friends. Don't let's not talk about that. Let's talk about the 30,000 Canadians who are implementing this uh, digital system that's destroying, destroying our democracy and, um, you know, creating wealth for the very, very rich. I'm loving this part. I hope every week you're joining us and uh, actually taking the time to watch the videos uh, that uh, Greg actually was part of. I love having you on, Greg. You're talking about wealth tonight and uh, investments, but we are talking about a different investment when we're talking about our youth. 
the the uh, globalists know that the youth are our future and they're trying desperately to and they've they're achieving it infiltrating our school systems and really warping the minds of our kids with a bunch of lies and so we figure we better get busy and we better be the ones having conversations with our youth in in a mature adult-like fashion pulling them up to uh, critical thinking and giving them a voice allowing them to learn how to uh, how to speak and how to lead and uh, will is the one that we're highlighting this week and i love it the way he talks about freedom and calls on all of you as canadians to join us in this fight for freedom so take the time to listen to youth uh, to will and share um, not only his link but you can click here and go on to our page that uh, highlights all of the kids that happen to submit a, a video presentation once they were finished with our eight-week course we will be having another um, eight-week uh, youth leadership and speaker program we haven't picked a date yet but we will keep you informed as to to when that's going to be okay so uh this week um uh, our our special guest uh was sick and he couldn't show up but that's okay i ended up talk talking about this difficult uh subject and bringing awareness i'm going to be committed to continuing to do that i think this is one of the number one issues as far as radical uh, gender theory is concerned that has entered our school systems. Okay, please, I'm giving a shout out to you. The Ogunkoya family has uh, continued to being denied access to asylum in Canada. Uh, this is treachery as far as I'm concerned. Justin Trudeau was elevating an Islamic family the other day, and he is refusing a Christian family who absolutely uh, morafat the mother is uh, going to face certain death if she is returned to Nigeria and her three children will also be consumed into probably uh, the two daughters into marriages and the young man into radical Islamic um, ideology and training. So we got to fight for this family. It's a mere $15,000 that we need to raise. I saw Rebel News the other day had written ahead, risen up uh, 1.9 million dollars is what they had raised for their fight the fines and i was talking to majed on saturday and from uh, promoting this a couple of weeks ago they had re received 20 percent of the income that was needed to pay the uh, legal professionals the lawyers to fight for this family please dig deep if, if everyone on this call gave 10 bucks that that would have an impact and i'm just hoping that we can help uh, Majed and his team raised that $15,000 for this family. I watched uh, a video of her giving an interview and more fat. You can imagine a mom who came to Canada to escape this. They had converted from Islam to Christianity, came to uh, seek asylum in Canada, and they're being denied. She looked completely worn down. And as a mother, I, I'm going to do my best to help uh, this family as well. Okay, be wary of dictators banning guns. Uh, again, I, I encourage you, if the gun issue isn't a big deal to you, make it, make it an issue. Uh, Venezuela is, it's a frightening example of what is to come in Canada. This is not a maybe if, this is guaranteed. If we lose our guns, this is what the objective is to Trudeau, is to reign with complete tyranny. tyranny. And so you got to remember, if they take away the guns from law-abiding citizens, the criminals still have guns. 
And in Venezuela, uh, there's testimonies in the link that I've provided of, of how the criminal activity has gone through the roof. Uh, Venezuelans uh, have, are living in poverty, poverty, as it says here, 87%. You can see that uh, Trudeau is forcing Canadians into poverty. They're flooding us with immigrants who don't have jobs or housing. I've got uh, a friend um, who happens to be just a key part of Action for Canada who has been really fighting hard on the front lines. Uh, she happens to rent with her children. Uh, the fellow was going to sell the house, so she needs to find uh, a, a new residence, and she can't. There's 12 to 15 people lined up wanting to have this uh, any rental that comes up. She's finding it a really difficult time. We're going to have a greater problem with homelessness as well, and it gets pretty cold in Canada. So we need to continue to come together and to fight this government. Do not give up your guns. And for those of you who are falling into the lies of the gov uh, government that we need to ban guns, please wise up. This is, this is not about law-abiding gun owners. They are not the problem. This is about tyranny. So don't be duped. Okay, for the legal action, I'm hoping all of you have taken the time to come to the legal action page. I was absolutely delighted in Rocco uh, last week. I might have mentioned that the notices of liability uh, were a big issue in the courts and they gave us uh, proof of service to the BC uh, Prime, uh, Premier as well as health officers as well. It was great to see it. Uh, they, they, to me, came up with a very, very weak defense. And we just encourage you that uh, as soon as we have an answer and a ruling from the judge, we will be posting it on this page. Okay, I'm going to stop share screening now. And I hope that was a good update. We need to keep you informed. Please read the uh, weekly letters and make sure that you share this information because we're not just uh, equipping you with, uh, you know, educational materials. We want to equip you with an action that you can also take. All right. We need Canadians mobilized and we're trying to make that easy for you. All right, Heather, would you come on and bring on our special guest, please? Yes, and thank you, Tanya, for your updates. I really appreciate all the work you do to get this information out every week. And believe it or not, I'm always learning. So that's so great. Thank you. <laughs> Good stuff. And oh, one other thing. I'm so pleased that you're taking some time off to rest and yes. rejuvenate. Yay! <laughs> yeah, it's, it's long overdue. And yeah. uh, I'm, I'm still going to be doing the, the emails because I don't want to come back to a flood of that. But I do need to... to uh, what do they call that? Debrief a little bit and just detox, well, <laughs> detox from all of this so that I can keep going when I come back. This is a, a lot of information to absorb and take in. All right. Thank you. Okay. Heather. So it is my very great pleasure to welcome a repeat guest, Dr. Greg Gary, to the Empower Hour. Dr. G is a pastor, author, teacher, public speaker, and most recently, he facilitated Action for Canada's Youth Leadership and Speaking Program. Tonight, he's joining us to give a global geopolitical update and how that will affect us in the days to come. Please help me welcome Dr. Greg Gary to the Empower Hour. Hello, 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 everybody. <laughs> nice to see you. Nice to see you. That's a great intro. Well, welcome, Dr. Greg. Thank you so much, Heather. Uh, Greg, it's great to have you on. I just want to let everybody know we're going to get straight into this now. If you have questions, go to the Q&A at the bottom of the Zoom there. You'll be able to ask questions near the end. Get ready to raise your hand. And we're going to come on and try to answer as many questions that uh, we possibly can. So, Greg, I'm handing it straight over to you. Do, do your magic. 
Well, Tanya, let me, let me just make a few comments on some of the things you said in, in the preamble. Um, I am very glad you are taking a week off. Mm. You, Thank you work so hard for this nation. And I'm, as a citizen, I'm grateful. Really. Thank you. And I know, and I know many are. 159 chapters. Yeah. Isn't that exciting? Isn't that Congratulations. exciting? Yeah. To, and, to Tanya and, you know, and all the chapter leaders. That is yep. fantastic. The yep. Lord continue to bless that. Thank um, you. You, you put out really good emails, Tanya. When I read your emails, you guys, when you get these emails from Tanya, send them onwards. They are so well written. They are poignant and powerful, right? They, they really make things happen. Um, I love your comment about, you know, of all the investments we can possibly make, it's in our youth mm-hmm. right now. And um, so, yes, Tanya, let's meet soon and make a plan for not just one more youth program, but many across, yes. across Canada. And I yes. miss you guys every Friday. I know, I was, right? I was with you for eight weeks. It was so fun. Yeah. difference making, right? It really was an enriching time, and we we want to make sure that people understand the, the you know the benefit of having all these chapters as well. When we're talking about our youth, yes, we can actively get involved and go into libraries and schools, etc. Yeah. But it's an opportunity to really have a powerful impact on elections, the local elections yeah. that are coming up for Perfect. school board trustees and municipalities. We want to reach millions of Canadians, and and we need everybody's help who's attending tonight in making sure our information is shared. All right. So back to you, Greg. Very good. And the other thing is, um, you know, normally we have summer holidays, but man, we got to keep the heat on. We do. Everybody, we got to keep the heat on. So let's all work together to do that. The other thing that I thought I had, Tanya, was, you know, your, you and the A4C teams across Canada are part of pulling things out of schools that are, harming our kids so that's um that's reforming but i believe we're going to see and i'm involved in one myself where we just we we redo the whole education system from scratch and people are going to love it so that's that's coming. you know i'm glad you brought that up and and when i have the show in two weeks that's uh, as i was preparing for it today uh, we were in a meeting the other day with the chapters and we're forming homeschooling groups. And one yeah. of the greatest things that everybody can do as we're moving into summer is stay active, stay informed, but also decide not to re-register your kids in the public school system. We got to hurt them in the pocketbook. We got to send them a clear message that we are not going to put up with uh, this uh, educational tyranny. And I believe that current events in schools should be all things A4C mm, yeah, because thank you, you. you and the team have got your hands on the pulse of the world of what's going on. Really, mm. really cool. Okay. Now I'm ready to rock and roll. Okay, Tell me how long you. I have Tanya. As long as much time as you need. That's great. I got about <laughs> five hours worth here. All I'm right. Guys. <laughs> okay. I'll do my best to keep it to, to about an hour. Okay. All right. Well, here we go. We're going to share a screen. I've been uh, preparing for all y'all all day long, all week long, actually. I've been so excited about this. And so I just need to confirm that you're seeing my screen. We're good. We're good. Thanks, Trenzio. What a professional team uh, behind the scenes here, everybody. All right. Well, this is wealth intelligence training. 
for you all and for me, because it causes me to do more uh, research. And notice the acronym WIT. So we've got our WIT. We want to have our WITs about us today. For those of you, this is the first time you've seen me or heard about me. I've done a lot of things in my life. I'm not going to go through them all. There's my daughter there on the far left. I'm married. My wife's in Dubai right now. And so um, there's Ecclesia 12. That's the church that I pastor at. So um, I, I wrote a book called Fired Up for Life. I know a lot of you are fed up with life, but we have to keep the press on and stay fired up for life, right? Okay, so please know, everybody, I am not a financial planner, and nor am I going to give you any financial advice, okay? I'm just, I'm bringing education for your consideration and prayer, and some of the opinions that I present are not necessarily those of A4C, okay? All right, so uh, let me just move this over here. There we go. So uh, your call to action in advance. I'm saying in advance because I want you to be thinking about this along the way here. So we're here to understand. We need to seek more wisdom. We have to be very discerning in this realm, and we have to be bold, and we've got to take action. This is a very critical time in history. My favorite quote, I think it came from me, but could have come from somebody else. It's cheap to prepare and expensive to react. So as you give this time thought for your children, for your finances, for all things in life, thought and prayer, what you do now can save you time and heartache and wealth in the future. I think we agree. So uh, a bit of a review. Now, I went I went quite deep last time on the history of banking and currency. I'm going to do a review. It'll be shorter, but you need to have this as a base foundation. Now, I know I'm preaching to the converted here to a few, but I studied this stuff and taught this stuff for eight years. It took me a while to really get it and understanding. So uh, review is important. So uh, last time I talked about who owns the banks, who controls the money, how do precious metals factor in? What's cryptocurrency and why is it growing so rapidly? Governments and digital currency. And then we ask people to take some actions. Well, indeed they did. I received over 350 emails, Tanya, after the last program. I was up late at night and more emails kept coming in. Well, here were some of the common questions, okay? Do I keep my mortgage? Because, you know, more mortgage is debt. Do, do I collapse my RRSP and take a hit? Do you know a good financial planner? Where can I find a private bank in Canada? What's the best asset ratio for my wealth? Where do I store my silver? What is the best gold-silver ratio? What cryptocurrency do I buy? What about stocks? And more. So some people were sending me their whole financial life story. And of course, every time I spoke to them, I'd have to say I'm not a financial planner. But we did have some very good discussions. And, um, you know, I, I left them with some things to think about and pray about. And a lot of good happened. And uh, gosh, we processed a lot of silver orders as well, Tanya. A lot of silver orders, okay? I want to remind you all, not that you need to hear this because you're with Action for Canada, but it's, you know, cognitive dissonance. Sometimes it's so hard to hear something. It's just so against what's already in your brain. You have trouble accepting it. Okay. I'm going to bring one thing that might be 
you might you might we, we might see that the word the words cognitive dissonance in play at the end of the program here, but we'll see. Okay, so let's go back and review what we talked about last time. Okay, the history of banking. Now, in the beginning, before bartering, when, when people started getting uh, more wealth, they they would convert that wealth into gold. Okay, gold it was actually gold and silver. They would carry gold and silver around in these bags, or they'd hide them in their home or both. And uh, then banks arose. So they would go to the bank and they put this wealth inside the bank and the bank would give them a note. It was called a note back then. They'd stamp it. It it would look something like that. And then they would go around trading notes. So someone wants to go buy a cow or whatever they want to do. They give the, they give the farmer the note, right? And they get the cow or whatever it was, milk or fruit. And so people were trading in these, um, in these notes. But here's the key thing. The wealth was in where? The bank. And so you could take your note back and get your wealth back, the real wealth. Well, of course, you probably know that these smart bankers would then take that gold and they'd go out and lend it and trade it and do things with it. And that's why banks became one of the reasons the banks became so very wealthy. But the essence of it is that you are supposed to have gold and silver as your wealth, not this paper stuff, okay? Now, here is a pictograph of the American dollar starting in 1913. Now, in 1913, a secret meeting was held on Jekyll Island with the top financiers, the top wealthiest men in America. They went to Jekyll Island and they hatched the Federal Reserve Plan. Now, prior to that, um, the founding fathers fought. Boy, there's a lot of history there before 1913. You've got to go read Jekyll Island. Um, they fought to keep the central banks out. The central banks are the enemy of the world. So the Federal Reserve was hatched. It is a central bank. The Federal Reserve is not, not, not a U.S. government institution. It is a private banking cartel. A private banking cartel controls the currency system of the United States. And indeed, they are in every nation in the world, except I think Iceland, maybe Moldova or something. So that was a crisis for the world in, um, in 1913. However, the currency was backed by gold to a degree. Uh, in fact, at the end of World War II, they made the U.S. dollar the reserve currency of the world because the U.S.A. had the most gold. It was backed by gold. All the other currencies were connected to the U.S. dollar. And before it was the British pound because they had the most gold. So um, now we had a gold-backed currency. So although it wasn't optimal, at least it was functional. Well, there was another crisis that occurred in 1971 because people were figuring out what was going on. What was going on? The U.S. was printing money mercilessly, even back then. The French came to them and said, we would like our gold back. And Nixon came on and said, we are temporarily suspending the gold backing of the dollar. It wasn't temporary at all. They just cut it off. They just cut it off. That was the crime of the century, ladies and gentlemen. 
Okay. So now you've got a pure fiat currency based on the faith and confidence of the people with a government uh, unlimited in its ability to print. And it wasn't just the USA. It became every government around the world in order to keep up to the US dollar and keep things at parity, they would print as well. So uh, that's an old graph. It went from billions to trillions. Well, I teach kid talks and I, I, do, I talk about this with six and seven year olds and they figure out pretty quickly how this money can be devalued. I use candies. They figure out how candies can be devalued. So there is that red line is the, per, is the uh, printing of money. And as you can see, as money is printed, as the, uh, the amount of money in circulation increases, the dollar devalues in buying power. So I always ask people, are prices going up? They say, yes, they are, badly, bad inflation. I go, no, they're not. What's happening is the buying power of the dollar is going down or whatever the currency is in your nation. Now, again, go back to the last recording. You'll hear more about this, but this is a form of hidden or secret theft because anything you have that is valued in fiat currency is being devalued by printing. If you have $1,000 in your drawer, loses 10%, and I'll show you more every year. If a house is valued in fiat currency, it loses its value because it's in fiat currency, not in gold. Okay? So it's really, really important that you understand that the base of the currency systems of the world are both crooked and wrong. Same thing with the British pound. So here is what a trillion dollars looked like. So they went from printing billions to trillions. Look at that. Look at that in the bottom left corner. That little section is a billion. Look at a trillion. It is out of control, ladies and gentlemen. Okay? And the problem now is they don't even have to print. They just changed a digital ledger. Okay. Federal Reserve admits it pumped more than $6 trillion to Wall Street in a recent six-week period. That was last year. Okay. These are crazy times. There's the U.S. debt clock. Uh, do yourself a favor. Write, write down your action item for tonight, by the way. Write down your action items. Okay. Get a pen and paper out. Go to usdebtclock.org and watch that thing spin. Although something happened the other day. Somebody reported to me that a part of this was spinning backwards. Hmm. Go take a look. All right. Well, here's the total debt of all prime ministers, starting at Sir John A. Macdonald up to Stephen Harper. $634 billion. Are you ready for this? <laughs> um, JT created more debt than all the other prime ministers put together. I tell you, he and his government do not care about you. Okay? All right. Well, let's bring in some new data 
and Intel. Now I use a, uh, a newsletter called Visual Capitalist. Man, do they ever do good work. They make things really clean and clear and simple. So this is a global GDP, gross domestic product forecast for 2022 and 2023. And so you look at that graph, uh, the, the, the marker there, the, uh, the guide, on the far left, if it's red, it's not good news. Uh, and if it's over in the green, it's very good news. Okay, now, oh my, look where the most red is. Russia, GDP, negative 8.5%. Ukraine, negative 35%. Oh my, what do you think about that? I want you thinking now. Don't just let me present. I want you to be thinking, okay? So let's look at this a little bit closer. Here are the, I, oh, wait now. Here are the IMF's predictions. The IMF? Why is this visual capital capitalist listening to the IMF? Who's the IMF? The International Monetary Fund. Are they good guys or otherwise? Well, um, Mr. Miller sent me an amazing flow chart the other day. I call it the flow chart of evil. And I, um, I've seen charts like this before, but never have I seen one that was so extensive that explains all the systems of evil in the world and how they're interconnected. This evil on this planet, ladies and gentlemen, maybe, you know, I know some of you do very deep dives, but not everybody does. You know, you're just focused on one area and that's okay. But the evil on, I mean, I, I confess as much as I know, I was completely overwhelmed. And I said, I really, I said, my God, my God, how does this ever get fixed? And then I had some friends call me shortly thereafter and re-encouraged me about what God's going to be doing about this. But let's zero in on this for a minute. Look to the upper left, right? And look at all these interconnections. So there's the Bretton Woods Conference, huh, where they created the IMF World Bank. They lend to poor countries to pay Western and Western corporations. They create debt and put those countries in peril. Hmm, what are some of the countries in peril? Look right beside Iraq, Iran, Syria, Libya. Libya's tried to start their own gold currency and uh, suddenly they were attacked. Venezuela is in a mess, Ukraine, Russia. So Tanya, I think you talked about a global economic war. Absolutely. And these people are incredibly well planned out. This, all this hasn't been planned for decades. It's been over a century that they've been doing this, a couple centuries, actually. And so people are like me, you know, we're like, when is the big rescue? When is it coming? When is the military going to step in? When, when is Trump coming back? When, when, when? So it's taking a long time because of the degree of planning to take down all these organizations. And there's 
organizations like Action for Canada all over planet Earth that are working and we are uh, connected from above, okay? All right, so there's the IMF and down at the bottom there uh, are some, uh, some homework, if you like. Uh, there's a YouTube video, IMF World Bank Enslave Humanity. So there's lots of information on this. How do the uh, World Trade Organization, World Bank and IMF work? I, a better word would be collude, right? How the ruling elite use banking to enslave mankind. Folks, we are more enslaved. Now, if you know the Lord, you're not enslaved. But physically and financially, we're enslaved. Okay? All right. So why did I show you this? Because you want to be ever on guard for what you read. You want to check and double check everything before you make any decisions. That includes tonight. If you get some aha moments and you get some ideas, you want to really think about it, uh, source it, make sure you understand it before you do anything. Okay? All right. Well, back to real data and intel. You need to know what the real rate of inflation is. Why? Because as you make financial decisions, if you're basing it on 2 3% inflation or 7% inflation, you're on a wrong pedestal. You're in the wrong area. Okay? So I mentioned this last time. I just go into a little bit more detail this time. John Williams, okay? It, he analyzes the flaws in the U.S. government economic data. Now, we, we just mirror the United States, right? So he finds out the real truth. So look at this. Consumer inflation, official versus shadow stats. So the red is the official CPI index, okay? Now, you'll notice right now, uh, it's uh, compared to 1990, it's running a little over 8%. But his, his calculations are running, looks like 12 to 13%, okay? So that's based off 1990. Here's based off 1980. We're running at over 16% inflation, everybody. Look, um, we don't have to look at these graphs. You just go get practical. Gas. I gassed up my car the other day. 130 Canadian dollars. <laughs> I went to Costco. I said, I just need to go in and get a few things. It didn't even fill the basket. $300. So I can give you the graphs, but you've got the practicality. And so there's inflation going on because of printing. But of course, you know, there's other things going on behind the scenes to cause you financial hardship. Okay. So now I, I, um, I really take this presentation seriously, you know, and it's not just a presentation. I, um, Action for Canada is a precious organization, and I, I feel that everybody that comes on to listen, they have a really important role to play now and in the days to come. 
And I, so I kept going back and praying, actually. Okay, Lord, what are you up to say? What are you up to say? Because I, I can get lots of economic data for you. I can dig that out all day. But there's some heart messages that I want to get to you. So I want some of you may feel, you know, I'm just not where I'm supposed to be in life. You know, I don't own my own home. Um, I'm in debt. Uh, you know, and, and maybe some of it is from foolish mistakes. I've made foolish mistakes. Everybody makes foolish mistakes, except Tanya. She's just so frugal and manages everything perfectly. Right, Tanya? Anyways, <laughs> she's no. So um, I'm telling you that even with mistakes, we all should be significantly wealthier. When you find out what BlackRock Financial and the other two organizations, they own almost everything. They suck the wealth out of almost everything. So I want you to, I'm asking you to if you search your heart that if you have any guilt or shame, about your financial and economic situation. I want you to give it over to the Lord because that becomes part of your enslavement. If you're holding on to that, it becomes part of your enslavement, okay? So you're free as you hand that over to him. I really, really want to encourage you to do that. I have such a great time these mornings. I go and sit with the Lord and I just say, okay, Lord. This is causing me anxiety. Please take it from me. Lord, I'm worried about this. Take it from me. Let's talk about solutions. You know, I was sitting there. Uh, we had a guy named Terry Friesen come and speak to us. And, I, and we were sitting there right in church. And so we're doing this process in church. And I'm, I'm doing that. And you know what I saw? I saw a junk pile. And it was like a lot of the stuff swirling around in my head was junk. And that's not to dishonor our concerns we have, but a lot of it, it just doesn't do any good to be concerned about it. And then he said, I'll work with you to work on what's most important. Isn't that cool? All right. So seed plant harvest, how is it supposed to work down here on planet earth? Okay. So what is that? That's a corn seed. Well, what's a corn seed supposed to do? It's supposed to produce corn. Like when you grow a stalk of corn, it's got many ears on it. And how many seeds are on those ears? So the way life down here is supposed to work is we are supposed to be prospering and abundant. And it applies to the, to the world of nature and plants and food, but it's supposed to apply to every aspect of our life. Okay, that's going to come back. But I want you to know that. Now, that's, that hasn't been happening to a large degree, because of this world system. They've stolen 90 plus percent of the wealth of the world. They are multi, multi, multi trillionaires, these people, okay? So then God said, let the land sprout with vegetation, every sort of seed-bearing plant and trees that grow seed-bearing fruit. These seeds will then produce the kinds of plants and trees from which they came, and that's what happened. And that's what's supposed to be happening. And that's what's going to happen in the days to come when we take down this system and start rebuilding our lives in the way they're supposed to go. 
One of my favorite documentaries that will really open your eyes is this one. Now, it's done by an avatar guy. I guess he wanted to stay, um, uh, not, not have people know his name. There's a lot of these out there, I know, but this is a really good one. And this one will lead you to the BlackRock scenario too. It is absolutely brilliant what they have done and how they've done it, okay? So what may be coming? So there's a term, uh, and, and I think uh, Mike Maloney first coined it, the everything bubble. So because U.S. sovereign bonds serve as the foundation of our current uh, financial system, when they are in a bubble, it means that all risk assets are in a bubble. Hence the title, the everything bubble. Now, look, you don't have to be an economist and go deep to understand this. Just understand it at face value, that everything right now in the financial system is at risk. And it's because of the central banking policy and all these derivatives. It is a mess out there, folks. Okay. So from 96 to 99, the U.S. financial system experienced a bubble in technology. The bubble burst in 2000. The Federal Reserve did the big bailout, created a larger bubble in real estate. 2003, 2008, the bubble grew again and then burst again. The big crisis in, in 2008. And uh, the Federal Reserve dealt with it again. I mean, they let a few crash, but what did they do? They printed a lot more money. So what the Federal Reserve and other um, banks like them keep doing, they keep pushing the ball, they keep pushing the problem down the road with more printing, okay? So we're in an everything bubble, and when the bubble bursts, the Fed again will be forced more extreme policy responses, and the only thing left they can do is continue printing. And so what does that lead to? You know already, it, it leads to more inflation. And then uh, again, if you really want to go deep on this, go look at Mike Maloney's Hidden Secrets of Money, and you'll see that the next step after inflation is hyperinflation. That's what's going on in Venezuela. Okay. So here's uh, an article, uh, Gains, Pains, and Capital. Just how far will the bear, this bear market crash? So there is a bear market going on in the markets. And they warn the mother of all collapses is coming. Now, look, you got to, when someone like me is bringing all this intel, okay, you don't get into fear. Okay, God's not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and love and sound mind. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and love and sound mind. So we are reviewing Intel here. We have the benefit of knowing the one who created everything. Okay, so there's a graph of, you can see on the right there that the, um, S&P 500, is, it's, it's going down, and it's going to continue to go down, we believe, okay? So, and also watch out for these guys. They, they like to hype all this up, and then, then you got to get their newsletter. But it, nevertheless, they brought some good intel here. Now, Tanya's email was so good, I took some of her diagrams because they were worth repeating, okay? So, yes, everybody, the planned 
planned, in print, planned um, a strategy to make the middle class moot is succeeding. It will be stopped, but it has succeeded. And I'll show you another piece that proves what Tanya brought forth here. So yes, we, we, saw, we saw the U.S. debt clock. And here again, look closely at the Canadian debt clock. Just take a look at that. So you look, go look in the mirror and you can just go say, hey, me, I owe $31,652 to my country. <laughs> and uh, you're saying, no, I don't. Well, um, well we, have to, we have to take care of this debt and it comes from you, right? You're the citizen. You're one of the people of Canada. Um, by the way, you should know by now that all of your income tax goes straight out of the country. Okay, you can do the research on that as well. It goes straight out of the country over to the Vatican. But that too will be shut down. Okay? All right. And there's Tanya's other um, graphic. Ten richest men double their fortunes in pandemic. Will the incomes of the 99% of humanity fall? So, again, they don't care about you. You're chattel to them. We are chattel to them. Okay, so this is why it is so important to follow what Tanya and others are doing and bringing. Uh, we are so privileged to live in this time because three years ago, nobody was awake. Now we're awake and awakening and taking action. Okay, so here's the article I found. This guy is quite credible. Shocking consumer debt numbers. Any excess savings accumulated by the U.S. middle class are long gone and in their place, Americans, Americans have unleashed a credit card spending spree. They're, they're afraid, so they're using the last bit of their credit to get what they need. That's what's going on. No savings. No savings left for the middle class. Okay? So they, they have achieved what they wanted for a large majority of the population. Okay? Let's talk food. So, groceries up 15%. This is out of Dalhousie University. Vegetables up 10%. You know, what you want to ask when you see all this stuff, and you can go get lots of these graphs, you guys. Just Google. Okay, just, just type in food price increases, okay? So, one thing that really caught my eye, though, how come meat is up so much, 52%? Is there some agenda there? Yes, there is. They want you eating this new fake meat. It's part of their strategy. It's part of their agenda. But we will turn it around. How are we all doing out there? I'm not seeing, uh, I, I haven't got the chat up. Maybe I should pull up the chat just so I can see. Oh, I can't see the chat. No problem. No problem at all. Let's keep going here. I'm an interactive guy. I like to see people and interact with them. Okay, here's how much you should expect to pay for these types of foods next year. I'll, I'll interact with you, Greg. Sure, Tanya. <laughs> Thank you. Yay. Well, here, let me ask you a question, Tanya, right away here. Do you believe these predictions? 
what part of the like as as you say predictions about the food and the well, dairy or the <laughs> yeah the, the, all of this six to eight percent yeah i mean this is exactly what we're experiencing right and yeah. uh, when you were talking about the meat and the uh, the fake meat and al gore what was one of his main businesses when when he oh, yeah. uh, started the climate yeah. change propaganda right. right was a fake meat <laughs> it's all it's all planned so Criminals. folks i don't believe these stats okay i think it's going to be worse yeah Okay, until we get a hold of this, it's going to be worse. Okay, so keep that in mind. You know, now look at the bottom left corner. Who produced this? CBC News. Okay, the COVID Broadcasting Corporation. So there's a lot of misinformation out there. You, you got to be careful. So key questions. Will there be food shortages? Will food be astronomically high? It's... Cheap to prepare and expensive to react. So it does, I mean, everything's gone up, but is it too late to get big bags of rice, big bags of oats, big bags of different kinds of grains? No. Worst case scenario, you've got that. Okay. You've got that. So we've been doing that for eight years now. Now we haven't had to use it in emergency, but I rest assured knowing that my family is safe if things come crashing down, okay, food-wise. So put that on your action list, okay? Let's look at housing. It takes how many times the average household income to buy an average home? Okay, now back in 1980, uh, three times the average household income bought you a house. Really? Now? It's pushing eight. By the way, it used to be one or less back in the 50s. Okay? So what's going on here? Why is this happening? Okay? Let's look at this. Median home price versus median hourly wage in the greater Toronto area. No rise in wages, but house price prices comparatively out of control. Why is there a housing shortage? Growth in Canadian house prices. Look at this. Look at Vancouver. Boy, if you didn't get into the Vancouver house market 20 years ago, you better be doing well in business to be able to buy a home, right? Okay. So, again, you can, this video is recorded, and you can go back and look at all these and really ponder them deeply but the bottom line is house prices you know my buddy sold his house in vancouver two weeks ago there were 40 some people in a bidding war and they paid three hundred thousand dollars over asking <laughs> he, he had a big smile on his face okay now look at this u.s price houses look at the left side U.S. house prices have risen but remain low relative to disposable income. But look at Canada. You think they're orchestrating things in Canada? Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure they are. Wow. Average rent. Look at Vancouver. $3,000 rent. Okay, up 30%. Crazy. Calgary, up 
London up 18% and on it goes. By the looks of this graph, I think uh, Tanya, I'm, I may move to Regina or, or, uh, or uh, Gatineau in Quebec. <laughs> so look at the bottom there. there, that's the cheapest place. Okay, so let's, so, so there's, I mean, there's so much economic data out there covering every aspect of society. You know that these um, characters at the top have planned basically to wreck every country, control every government, wreck every mountain. You know, we call, I call them the seven mountains, right? Um, every influential aspect of society, okay? So let's, let's start looking at some, some solutions, okay? Now, let's talk about gold. This is, um, this is how gold performed since 2000 against various currencies. And what do you see? Very few in the red, mostly in the green. Okay, so look at the very bottom row, USD, averaged 9.3%. So across the board, it averaged approximately 9%. So meaning, meaning gold has done very well over the years. You don't lose with gold. Here's a, a quote from Mike Maloney. Gold is the best performance asset class of the century besides crypto. I better add, I know, I know he said it like this, but I'm going to add the right crypto. I'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. So gold's job is not to make you rich, although it can over time. It is to protect your purchasing power. Okay. It's to protect your purchasing power. Please know that gold and silver, while they are still doing what was said here, they are dramatically underpriced, okay? Gold should be well over 10,000 right now, and it will be, that'll happen. When they take the um, screws off of this manipulation, gold and silver will go up to where it's supposed to be, okay? All right, so uh, here's another uh, graph on gold, you can see that on average, gold tends to surge during the first couple months of the year. Price cools down through the spring and summer and then takes off again in the fall. So when's the best time to buy gold? So the research shows, uh, get it, before the third quarter. Well, we're in the second quarter right now, FYI, okay? So that's from Mike Maloney, goldsilver.com. To me, the most respected source of information, of education on gold and silver on the planet, okay, from all the places I've seen. Let's talk silver, okay? There's the graph on silver. Best month to buy silver is June. How about that? Okay? So if you bought silver last month with us all, don't worry, you've still got a great deal on it. Um, and of course, it is going to go up, okay? So that's silver. Now, let's talk about, oh, by the way, um, yeah, so, so the precious metals that are the money is both gold and silver, okay? Silver has the most upside. What does that mean? 
there is a traditional gold-silver ratio that runs between 20 and 40 to 1. So every 20 to 40 ounces of silver, there's one ounce of gold. Well, right now it's 70 to 80, 70 and 80 to 1. So silver has the most upside, we say. So that's why I encourage people to get silver over gold right now. My personal strategy is when silver rockets, then I'm going to turn quite a bit of it back into gold. Why? <laughs> Silver's heavy. Silver's very heavy. Okay? All right. Well, let's talk cryptocurrency. Hot topic. Now, I noticed in Tanya's post, it uh, was this, this was in your post, right, Tanya? It's crypto scam leaves. Yes, I think, that, yes. I think that was in, yeah. yeah. So that was a caution. And mm-hmm. I like cautions. I like people to think. Um, so, yes, there are lots of scams out there, just like there's lots of fiat currency scams. Uh, but what's going on here? Banks don't like crypto. Governments don't like crypto. What is crypto? Cryptocurrency means it's decentralized. That means Nobody has their eyes on it except you because it runs through the blockchain. In any of my dealings with the banks, if I let them know I'm using fiat currency to buy crypto, they either give me a hard time or won't let me. Can you imagine that? Okay. So the central banks. So remember, there's a difference between digital currency and cryptocurrency. Yes, crypto is a digital currency, but one can be centralized. We showed a couple dangerous videos in our last presentation. So the central banks want to abolish cash and introduce digital cyber currency to gain control of all economic transaction decisions. You know this, okay? So be careful. They'll even offer you free money in the future, okay? They not only want full control of the global economy, but as also of every human being on earth. There's no coincidence that all the billionaire global leaders tied to the WF and UN are pushing for, and you said it earlier, universal basic income. Access to to the income will be reliant on citizens having a microchip under the skin. We cannot allow power to be in the hands of the few, et cetera, et cetera. And therefore, we must decentralize and maintain public money in the hands of local community banks. Where are the community banks? In my research, there are none. They, they, have, uh, they have connected themselves to the central banking system. So someone on this call, maybe you're going to be one who starts your own bank or your own financial system with people's money. Now, This gentleman and I started a cryptocurrency for beginners webinar. You can go access that on greggary.com. It's free. If you're brand new to crypto, go see it. We go extensive. But I just pulled out a few slides on it, okay? So this is just one example of a business that accepts cryptocurrency. Dubai School accepts fee payments in Bitcoin and Ethereum as crypto enters the education center. Japan, uh, in 60 to 70% of Japan, you can use cryptocurrency and other nations are following, okay? So why are people choosing cryptocurrency? Number one, it's decentralized, okay? Um, 
So decentralized networks are based on the blockchain technology and are immune to government interference and control. Now, right away, I hear a couple of you saying, well, yeah, but they, they shut down cryptos during the truckers rally. No, they didn't. They shut down the company that was receiving donations through crypto, but they can't trace back to the person that did the, the, um, that delivered the crypto, okay? Uh, it's limited in number. Remember, fiat currency, they keep printing and it devalues. But um, cryptocurrency, they issue an amount and that's the end of it. They keep that amount. So it has, if it has a good utility and a good functionality, it can grow in value. So um, that's important. A limited or no third-party intermediaries, okay? It runs through smart contracts, which achieve trustless relationships, eliminating the absolute need for a trusted middleman. It's done through the blockchain encrypted, okay? Now, there are some transaction fees. Yes, that's the world of crypto, but there's no middleman, okay? So remember, with crypto, you're not buying crypto, you are exchanged. It's just, like, it's just like with gold and silver. You're not buying gold and silver. We shouldn't even use that term. We are exchanging, devaluing fiat currency for gold, silver, and crypto. It's an exchange. Okay? It's a wealth exchange. Now, you can... So people are... People who, who are not in the know, they go, oh, cryptocurrency, it's so volatile and it's uncontrolled and it's this and it's that. It can be, but it can also be, you can also develop an intelligent portfolio, okay? And this is what uh, this expert that I brought in, Ebenezer, specializes in, okay? So we have something called low-cap coins, okay? Low-cap means uh, the capitalization of it is not big, okay? So they're, they're new coins, they don't have a, a big capitalization in the market. And it can be a gem because if you find the right one, you can get a 10x, 100x, or even a 1,000x. So you put 100 bucks into it and, it, and it does 100x, you got $10,000, okay? We have high-cap coins, well-established projects and organizations having a market cap of 10B or larger. And you can look at all this. This is all on something called coin market cap or going gecko. It's just like looking at the stock market. Okay. So don't be flipped out by things people say. Go and do the research and find out. This is now a highly organized financial system of integrity with the right coins. Okay. I, keep, I always put that caveat in. And then there's something called a stable coin. USDT is one example. One of the stable coins is actually backed by gold, right? We don't have that in the fiat system, okay? So um, now what you can do if you want to get involved in crypto is you can develop an intelligent strategy. And this is what our Ebenezer has laid out for us, okay? Now, I'm not going to go deep on this tonight, but th what I wanted to communicate to you was that cryptocurrency is rising. People are using it. They're using it to acquire things. They're, they're in and out of crypto. They'll turn the crypto back into fiat and use it to buy money after they've, or buy things after they've made a profit. So it's the real deal. Okay. Now, um, just a second here.
I did have a caveat on the side here. So this is not advice what you're looking at here, okay? This is an example of a spread of different cryptocurrencies that fall into these various categories. There are a lot, a lot more cryptocurrencies than these, okay? All right. Yeah, you see, look, look at where it says high cap, okay? So Bitcoin and Ethereum, yes, they are volatile, but they are a store of value and they will continue to go up, in my opinion, my opinion, okay? All right. You've heard of Binance probably. Look at the medium cap, Binance, Solana, okay? And then the high risk, okay? All right. So we've seen in the world of crypto, here's five coins from 2015 to 2020. (laughs) Look at the gains, Uh, 2,825%. They went from, you know, like Litecoin went from 270 to 79. Now they're, they're all down now. They're in a bit of a bear market, but look at the possibility when you get the right crypto, all right? So, and again, it says huge gains, and losses. So like any place you put your money, right? You never put in more than you can afford to lose. Okay. And the Bible says, invest in seven places, no eight. You never know when calamity may come. More good wisdom from the Bible. Now, this is the piece, and you and I were talking about this, Tanya, a little bit. And I said uh, in the last webinar, I said, well, I can bring it. Um, It's out there. So what I'm going to do, okay, so this is called the global currency reset. And this is where um, uh, the, that part of your brain, you know, you're going to say, really? Is this true? So I'm not declaring it as true. I'm declaring it as a possibility. Uh, I have done a lot of research on it. So have um, probably 100 people that I associate with in various capacities. We're not staking our life on it, but it may happen. Okay, so the global currency reset, real or myth. All nations of the world have agreed to reset their currency's value to a common gold standard, which the Red Dragon family has collateralized in tangible gold assets. Now, right now, you're probably reacting. The red dragon family? What the heck is that? Okay. So this is about macroeconomic harmony. All fiat-papered money is now to be redeemed, collected, and burned with the new gold-backed bills in place. Okay. So no longer is humanity going to be economically abused or forced to believe we owe the central bankers anything. You know they've got us, right? They've got us. We have to use their currency and they control it, okay? All sovereign debts have been settled and uh, things have been negotiated in over 200 plus uh, nations. So this is part of the global currency reset or GCR and has largely gone unnoticed by existing mass media outlets whose owners also own the privatized central banking system, okay? They have intentionally restricted the free flow of information globally as to protect their interests. So this is kind of behind the scenes, all this business, okay? You've also heard about the revaluation of currencies, the dinar, 
the dong, the zim. So if you hear the term global currency reset, um, simply understand that it's a reset of these currencies. So do you think there was manipulation in those nations to take them down? You can pretty well guarantee it. You've heard of the BRICS alliance, okay? So um, that's an association of Brazil. Uh, what's the R? The I is India. Anyways, look it up. Okay, so as a result, the Red Dragons have replaced the USD with a new global digital currency called the Treasury Reserve Note, which I've seen pictures of. It's backed by gold. Okay, so in essence, stabilizing the US economy while at the same time replacing the old global reserve currency. Okay. So, yes, some of the currencies will rise based on their in ground assets and gold holdings. Yay. Okay. So, if this is true, it's a good plan. If it's not true, well, let's see. Okay. So, we've got the Zim and the Vietnamese Dong and the Iraqi Dinar and more. And the, uh, the, the main nation's currencies are going to drop. I've got a graphic of that in the end. But in the end, all sovereign nations who agree to participate within the rules of all the BRICS alliance do so in their own accord via an international treaty. Okay. So on the left there are the currencies that are uh, going to come down or be overturned. And on the bottom right are the ones that are going to be upgraded and valued up. So if you have these currencies in your possession, you may experience a wealth transfer because the, these notes compared to the US dollar, the Canadian dollar, uh, you need a lot of them for a little of each. Okay, so they're hyper devalued. Okay, all right. So uh, let's look at other solutions. And again, I'll just give another caveat on that. I personally think this is going to happen. I think it's true based on my research but I am not, not sure, okay? So I'm telling people, don't bank on this, okay? All right, solutions. People keep asking me for a private bank. This is the private bank I use. It's called GS Lifestyle. If you wanna know more about it, I can tell you it's a, it's a private bank in London. It's a bank called Naveo, and they issue a card and everything you do inside of that card, you can keep your crypto and your fiat currency inside the system, and you can use it anywhere in the world, okay? All private, okay? All right, so your call to action in advance was understand. So I hope you got some more understanding here today. I hope this will be like, I, that's, I've got a pump there. My goal was to have this, to get your brain thinking and for you to prime the pump in your own financial economic life, okay? I, I implore you again, be very discerning in all your decisions. Yet, when you make a decision, be bold. For example, I had a lot of people come to me. I've never bought silver before. I've never, I don't even think I've even held silver. So it was, they had to step out. But once they got it, there was joy in the house. There's something about holding precious metals, you know, that's, um, that's exciting, okay? All right. So let's look at some practical summaries here. So disconnect from government intelligently, right? Uh, like even our church, we don't, we don't register as a nonprofit. We are independent of government. Until government comes back and forms things properly, we're disconnecting. And be wise as you do that, okay? 
Turn number two, turn paper assets into precious metals. Silver is best, but heavy. Three, keep some cash on hand. I mean, I don't like cash, but hey, the way this society works right now, you need it. Keep it in the bank if you want. But are the banks, okay, I talked about it last time. Remember that you are classified as an unsecured lender to the bank. Your cash, you are an unsecured lender to the bank. You got that? So if they crash, they have, it's in the contract, okay? Number four, learn about crypto and make intelligent, lower risk exchanges if you want, okay? You can go high risk with the smaller amount. Like if you put a, you could put $100 in a high risk crypto and earn a lot of money, okay? Now people kept asking me, well, should I sell my home? I have a mortgage, you know, just remember, your house is your home, okay? So it can cause you a lot of stress if you sell your home. And, you know, it, it can harm your heart is what I'm saying, okay? Just, just to avoid the crash. So yeah, there's, there's a pending crash, we believe. And you can sell it if you want and you might do very well by it, okay? So really think that one through. Food is storable, hint, right? Number six, food is storable, Okay. Um, consider acquiring some RV currency. It's cheap and, again, could have a really good upside. Um, I have some here. I think I do. Let me show you here. I've got a whole bunch of different kinds of – oh, no, that's my code book. Sorry. Keep it in another file. All right. So, hey, listen. The world's wagging you around right? The world's wagging you around. Why don't you start your own online business so that you have another income source so that you're not reliant on just one thing? Consider doing that, okay? Could be anything. There's so, and you might be thinking, oh, that's not my scene. Well, presenting seminars online wasn't my scene either. I love meeting people in person on location, including my own kid talks. But Tanya Ga came along and said, hey, how about we do it online? I did it. And we loved it. It was hugely successful. So don't turn something off that could be important to your family. There's lots of online businesses. By the way, there's lots of kids 12 years old, eight years old with online businesses that are succeeding. Okay. So think about that as an extra income source. Start a garden in your backyard or create a community garden. Learn to can. Okay. That could increase your health and, uh, Reduce the cost of food. And again, this is something that I, I kept going back and praying. And I, the, the Lord told me this. Tell people, be in unity and in community. Don't be at odds with people in your community, you guys. This is hard. We've got to stay in community. If you have ought against anybody, go fix it. Okay? All right. Create your own housing co-op. Now, look, some of you are thinking, are you serious? Like, like buy land and, and build? Well, every dream, every, every project starts with a dream. And houses are expensive and renting is expensive. So you might get together with six, ten people and say, look, let's buy some land and let's create some condos on it. I'm involved in one in Fernie, OK? 
Okay. Yes, Tanya, the, one of your best assets. I hate to call children an asset, but they are an asset. They are valuable. Pour into your children and even local youth. Get involved in your church. Uh, get involved in an Action for Canada local chapter and start a youth initiative. Guys, we have to empower these kids. We just have to. Okay. So, can, are we allowed to open up the chat line? Because I want to ask for some of your ideas that we can all share together. So beyond what I've talked about, what are some of your ideas? Can we do that? Are we allowed to do that? Yeah, that's great. Uh, Greg, we're going to go into Q&A um, if we want to stop uh, screen share. Okay, let, and... me, let me finish it off first. Though. Okay, so okay. we got some room for sure. that. Um, and number 15, be very engaged in the ultimate solution. Be very engaged in the ultimate solution. Would you like to know what that is? Well, when God's people were enslaved in Egypt, can you imagine one day you're making bricks, you're being whipped, you're pulling carts, you're maltreated, and the next day, you're walking out of Egypt. Not only are you walking out of Egypt, but the Lord had made the Egyptians favorably disposed towards the people and they gave them what they asked for. So they plundered the Egyptians. So ladies and gentlemen, we know the creator of the universe. We look at all this intelligence, all this intel that I brought today and all these solutions, but our ultimate is the Lord. And he can do immeasurably more than we can think, dream, or imagine. So make that first. Look, I got a guy down across the border. God downloaded a pump schematic into his brain. He produced it. It's 90% more efficient than all other pumps. That is a billion-dollar product. And I say that the Lord has a lot of things like that waiting for us. He just couldn't give them to us yet because the evil on the earth was so prominent. So please, in all of your concerns, in all of your concerns, okay, make him first. Sit with him first. He will talk to you about your personal situation, okay? Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. If you don't know the Lord, I, you know, this is not a religious program, but for your own sake, even your own economic well-being, your heart well-being, your family well-being, please consider the Lord. He loves you so, so, so much. And bottom left here, it says, be a waiter. Well, this is something I picked up on Sunday. Be a waiter. Wait on the Lord. Just sit there and listen. He wants to talk to you. He, he is talking to you. He wants to talk to you. He's talking to me. Okay. Finally. I get this thing called the Father Says. I'm going to read it, okay? The Father Says today, you are holy and blameless before me in love. Any other perspective comes only from the accuser, the enemy of this world. Learn to see yourself as I, the Lord, see you. When you look at yourself as I see you, you will experience the indisputable fact that as I am in the heavens, so are you in the earth, because I am well in the heavens, so are you. 
and will continue to be well on earth because I'm eternally provisioned in the heavens. So you are and will be irreducibly provisioned on earth. Break out of time-bound understanding, says the Father. Rip away the veneer of lies from the enemy's web that defines you as less than incapable and unable. You are not less than. You are not incapable. You are not unable. This is a lie, the destructive element that calls you to, to, uh, to fail. I am not a failure in the heavens. Therefore, I declare to you and want you to say that you are not a failure. You are not defeated. You are not conquered. You are the conqueror and more than a conqueror this day in every challenge that you face. So it's been a great privilege and pleasure to present this to you. God, I ask you to bless these people with with wisdom on what they are to personally do in their personal situations and with their families and in their communities. Amen. By the way, if you need to contact me, there is my email. Okay. And please put in the subject line exactly what it is you're reaching out to me for. And then when you send the email, please be clear and detailed as well. Okay. Appreciate that. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you, Greg, for all that information. Um, It's all, it is a lot to take in and, but you know what, we got to show up. We have to get ourselves educated and uh, there are some steps that we need to take to prepare. And so you've given us uh, some options. I love that you say you're, you're not giving people advice on what they should do. You're presenting them with information and then they can educate themselves a little further and, and make a decision based on what they feel um, is appropriate for them. Uh, some people are just barely making ends meet and uh, just needing to pay the rent. And so for them, you know, we're encouraging you buy that extra bag of rice. Uh, buy the extra toilet paper. I know that was a big joke at the beginning of all of this, but you know, some of the necessities of what you need for you and your family. Yeah. For, for those of you who have homes, um, part of it is a bit of a scare that if, even if you s- sell your house at a high, um, where do you put that money? You know, if the bank is, is going to come in and uh, empty out the account, <clears throat> Where do you invest it further? So there's a lot of questions for people, no matter where they are on the financial scale. Um, Somebody had posted, you had made the uh, comment about RV currency. Oh, there it is again from Leela. What is RV currency? RV stands for re-evaluation. So you've got an amount of uh, the countries with lower comparative values. You get some of that for a low amount of money. And then if the RV happens, uh, then you'll do well. That'll be a form of wealth transfer. Okay, so thank yeah. you for clarifying that. Um, somebody else, uh, well, Sheila's helping me to post some questions as well in private here. I heard GS Lifestyle is multi-level marketing. Can you explain why and what and why it, it's not? Uh, what's the question again? It says, I heard GS Lifestyle is multi-level marketing. GS Lifestyle is a part of an e-commerce company. You don't have to do e-commerce. You don't have to do that part of it. It's it's a product. So if you want to just take the product, you can. No problem. 
Okay, and when you had mentioned it earlier, even for my own clarity, so it is a bank, GS, GS Lifestyle is a bank in yeah, the card. The card is the front end of, and inside of that is the Naveo Bank in the United Kingdom. And so in that card, you can keep fiat currency, five different, it was five, it might be more now, five different kinds of fiat currency, British pound, Japanese yen, uh, Chinese RMB, US dollar and the euro. And you can keep, I forget how many cryptos it is now, maybe five or seven. So you keep it all in there. It's yours. It's nobody's business. And then you can, you can go use the card in bank machines around the world. Okay. Thanks for the clarity on that yeah. as well. Um, again, for those um, individuals who I love it. Last year, my sister, she's moving, they're building a place and, uh, but she doesn't stop her from throwing in the most amazing garden you could ever imagine. <laughs> I don't know how she does it like potatoes galore and zucchinis yeah. and the tomatoes, but she was living in a camper for a period of time. And so she had taken uh, the seed sprouts from tomatoes and then she was going to use them again this year, but some nasty little critters, some mice got in there and, and stole them all, right? And, and that kind of ruined it. She'll repeat it. She'll do it again. But, you know, this is something that uh, people should also know is that the government is trying to take control of seeds so that they either will be providing you GMO, GMO seeds, etc. So get involved with that. Google it. Learn how to do uh, gardening and how to save those seeds. There's some great um, books out there as well. Okay, yeah. It, it might be a good guest to have in the future. Someone yes, we're planning it. it. Right? She, Sheila, what was the name of the farmer down in the U.S. again who, who is doing a lot about this? Uh, we were going to reach out to him and see if he could come on the show. Uh, something, Ice Age Farmer? Ice I think Age that, Farmer, yes. Yes, yeah. okay. Uh, the Ice Age Farmer, yes. So we like to try to educate people on all kinds of different levels as well. Some are more gifted in these areas. And that's why it's part really important to become part of a community. And that's yes. as well why our chapters are trying to build these communities. Yeah. Other things that you can invest in as well is believe it or not buying cigarettes, alcohol, you know, there are going to be some things that, uh, you know, will will be um, tradable commodities. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's get to a trend. Is there anybody with their hand up right now? People are asking too about where to buy silver. So what we did in the last round was I have arranged with a gentleman in, uh, in the interior and we get the best prices on silver delivered to your door. So we mm -hmm. set up a whole process to do that right to your door. Okay. Yeah. Super. Okay. All right. That's what people want to hear. That was one of the questions I had on the list. Um, okay. Here's from Rita offshore banking in Gersney. Or Jer Jersey, do you know anything about these countries? Yeah, Jersey is known. It's like the Caymans. It's, it's, it's an offshore place where people keep their wealth. I'm not an expert in that realm yet. Okay, super. Uh, where's the best place? Okay, we did that. Uh, we own our home, no mortgage. Should we keep our home or sell it? I can think we kind of covered that a little bit, didn't we? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, remember what a, you know, first of all, praise God that you own your own home. That's really mm -hmm. super. So I'm just thinking out loud here. So let's say the market crashes. You still own your own home. Right. Mm -hmm. The big quandary with people in their homes is mortgages. 
right? So if the big fear, well, I hate the word fear, but if, if interest rates go up, that's when people can get into trouble. And again, that's another opportunity for precious metals because if interest rates go up, typically precious metals will go up. Then you've got something to mitigate that increase in price, right? Okay, I've accidentally deleted somebody's question. It was a lengthy one. So if you put a lengthy question in the Q&A, could you repost it? I hit the wrong three dots for you. Okay, how do you trade in silver? Is it value on paper, not physical? Yes, I don't personally trade silver and gold in paper because it's actually not real silver and gold. Those people who have got contracts out in silver and gold are going to be sorely disappointed mm-hmm. when all this crashes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to have it in your possession. Then yeah. Years yeah. and years ago, I was invested in a, a new gold mine. I dabbled in it just a little bit. I'm not much of a risk taker. And yeah. uh, for a little while, I did super, super good. And then the 2008 crash came and, and uh, those gold mines, they crashed along with everything else, actually. So it depends which one you're in. Yeah. And uh, the other thing that people need to think about is the security of having gold or silver in your home. Because, of, of course, uh, the thieves uh, and those with sinister, sinister motives know that people are going to be making these investments. Uh, so you need to come up with a plan on that as well. There's some good videos online on how to hide your precious metals. All right. Really cool uh, ideas. Okay, let me just keep going down here. Um, sorry, Terenzio, did we have anybody with their hand up? I don't want to yeah. ignore them. We do okay. have a few people, and I just wanted to, if we could just um, have to reset the um, the hands request. So anybody who raised their hands, if you could please raise your hands again, and then we know that you're active. Uh, we do have a few people ready to go when you're ready. Would okay. You First one is Jack. Uh, Jack, are you with us? Uh, hello, Our Jack from the youth program. I don't know. <laughs> Hi, Jack. Hello. Um, I was wondering specifically for us young leaders um, and freedom fighters, what would be the best way for us to publicly um, fight the fiat currency? Like, especially being young and not old enough for like a credit card or a bank account or really any say, like for the miners, what what would be the best way to fight this? Sure. Yeah. Uh, start, start putting away, like go to the, or you go to the local or, or order online pieces of silver. You cannot go wrong with that. Even if they implement the new currency system, if that happens, you've, you're already there. You can, you can go swap it out. Not a problem. So get silver. And then, Another thing you can do is you can start learn. If you want, you can learn trading online. That's another option. You can learn about cryptocurrency to start with a small, small amount. You can trade in cryptocurrency or you can start um, learning about what the the good crypto projects are and whether you think they're going to go up or not. So those are three things you can do right there. Okay, cool. Good to know. Yeah. Thanks for the question. Yeah, is totally. that our Jack from the youth program? Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't recognize your voice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, wonderful question, Jack. Thanks for uh, coming on and using that voice of yours. <laughs> yeah, Love Jack, it. Could, Jack could be like a leader across Canada. 
encouraging well, kids to get precious metals. Well, hopefully yeah. one day, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And even in the position you're in right now, Jack, is we would love it um, for our youth not to buy into all the propaganda to be mowing that lawn and receiving cash. Right. And um, yeah. keeping your cash and saving cash and using it. Don't use a credit card. Even when you have the opportunity, don't yeah. use debit. Uh, the credit card has been one of the most wicked evils, I think, invented uh, because it's become a fast fast food world um, in, in the minds of our youth. And so they don't know how to save. Uh, credit is easy, but then all of a sudden you have this bill to pay. Uh, you can't get a cell phone unless you have a credit card. Uh, they've really got people looped into buying into this. So yeah, everybody use your cash, refuse to use debit and credit cards. Um, I've been a real finicky person about debt. I will not owe anything on my credit card at the end of the month. And I feel so very blessed not to have. Uh, there's something to be said about going without if, if you don't need it. I'm not talking about food or the essentials. I, I'm talking about what the world and this consumerism convinces you to use that credit card for. So just say no. <laughs> All right. Okay. Wow. Hey, here's a gentleman. Oh, by the way, Jack. Yeah. One of my students um, a couple of years ago did an actual speech on what's going on with the banking system and what you should do about it in the realm of precious metals. Hey, let's talk about you doing a speech like that. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. I already have a few ideas planned out, so I'll sure. add that to the list. Okay. Good. Sounds great. Cool. Okay. Okay. Thank right. you, Jack. All right. One of the questions I'm just going to ask Trenzio is uh, it's coming from a couple of different directions is if you can transfer your RRSPs into silver and gold without penalty. And, and I think it comes down to what you were just saying. It would be silver and gold online, which is still volatile uh, compared to no, silver. No, no, there are actual, um, there, are, there are, yeah, we had quite a few people ask about that in the last round. Right. So yes, you can do that and it's better than not having precious metals and remember so you have to keep it in a vault and who knows you have it that's all i'm going to say who knows that you have those precious metals and can you transfer from rsp yep you can, can. okay yeah Right. You, can, you can have a self-directed RRSP going into precious metals, and put, but you have to put them in a vault. Okay, thank you, Greg. Uh, Terenzio, next question? Yes, next question is from Lorraine. Hi, thank you very much. Oh, uh, oh. I'm so sorry, Lorraine. I accidentally muted you. There you go. Thank All right. You. Hi, what's your question? The question is... Great. We buy silver. We buy precious metals. We go cashless. And you just alluded to this, but I didn't understand your answer. So I've got gold. I've got silver. We've gone cashless. Yeah. How do I use this gold? How do I use this silver? Yeah, well, it's, it's a store of value. And we're not at a place yet where you can go to uh, Tanya's cake shop with your silver dollar and say, I'd like um, three of your best cakes, please. So what you, it's a store of value. So when you need, if, when, and if you need cash, then you just exchange it back to fiat currency at your local coin shop, or you, you can send it back through the mail again. Right. I, un I understand that you would do that, but I'm saying if we go cashless, then what about even that precious metal uh, distributor where you 
uh, to be able to take gold back to them and say a cash and they go, well, I don't have cash. Well, if we're that cashless by that point, then we'll be on the new system. Okay, you, you need cash um, to operate in this society right now. You know, people only take cash or credit, right? They don't take gold and silver. Although I did see someone here who said they paid their employees in silver. Bravo, whoever that is. Okay, that's really cool. So does, did that answer your question? Yes, it, it answers my question. May I ask one more? Sure. And this has to do with getting large sums of money out of your bank to go and buy precious metals. Yes. And the challenges that are maybe presented there where, you know, if it's $10,000 and you're kind of marked as what's this person doing with their money? No, we've got a system to mitigate that. We can go direct right into the gold silver dealer. Right. Okay. And then um, we're doing we're doing hundred k even and above. Okay. So that's just a case then where people aren't so concerned about being tracked because that kind of information still can be tracked. Correct. The system we use, you don't even use. There's something called uh, KYCs when you deal with gold and bullion dealers at high levels. You don't have to do that with us, and it's all legal. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, Louise has asked, uh, would like to hear about Nessera Jessera. She said, this is the whole reason I decided to listen to this show tonight. Uh, so can we get that answer? I know when we spoke, you were going to just touch lightly well, on it. I kind of did. And mm -hmm. forgive me for rubbing my eyes here. I tell, you know, when I presented that end piece to you, I'm a little nervous. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you why. So this is Action for Canada. And everything that comes through Action for Canada is truthful and right. I mean, we even did something on Kid Talks where something I brought was questioned. So we needed to take a look at it. So I'm really careful about um, what I bring. And I was even a little nervous as I was presenting it. That's why I give so many caveats on it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that what I spoke about is just Sarah and the Sarah. Okay, uh, it's the global currency reset backed by some very wealthy people who have been waiting for such a time as this. Now, remember, you cannot imagine the amount of gold that has been set aside. They found a tunnel from the Vatican to Jerusalem with nine levels of gold bars stacked up along the wall for, I, don't, I, don't, I can't remember the distance of it. So we have that, okay? Plus, Trump, before um, he was tossed out of office, signed a bill that if any political people were involved in child trafficking, that their wealth would be confiscated. That includes the biggest players in the world, these evil people. So there's going to be a lot of wealth available for release. Yeah, there's the potential of it. It all depends on the way all of this is going to go, right? That's and um, I can see why it's a sensitive uh, yeah. subject because it's, it's a matter for those who have gone down, um, you know, that line regarding Trump and the children right. and all of that, which, you know, thank you for the sensitivity to that Action for Canada has decided yes. to stay 
really away from all of that sure. because we are based on what we can see and what we can tangibly give sure. people as an option. That's um, correct. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, and very good. so um, there was actually, sorry, I'm just going to go over. We've got, I've got questions coming in from a couple of different directions. Mm -hmm. uh, so we did that one. Oh, I know somebody had asked again, like if the uh, computers go out and crypto is based on the computers, uh, what then? But I think that if the computers are going to go down, it would be pretty temporary. It would be temporary, but, but also all your credit cards and debit cards, everything will go down. Everything. Everything's right. connected through a computer now. Mm -hmm. That's why maybe Tanya's idea to have cigarettes and alcohol to trade <laughs> is a good idea. Well, well you'll yeah. be able to trade different things, right? So well, it says, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Absolutely. Right? Be, be prepared. Yeah. Yes. So that's why if you have a diverse array of things that you're involved in, get some gold, get some silver, um, um, consider the uh, RV um, and the other things I spoke about, then you'll be doing what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, Louise, I think that uh, Greg had just explained it. Uh, I had said briefly that, uh, you know, he would be covering those two, two items uh, lightly. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's put it that way because yeah. of, uh, you know. The yeah, we want you guys, right we now. want, um, we, we got to make sure, because if we have people waiting around for Jocera and Nacera, which I have a few friends that are doing that, they should be working. Okay. They should be working. They should be doing you know, there's an expression, do what you're, do what you can do with where you're at, with what you have. Do what you can do where you're at with what you have. Do that and you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. okay? And of course, listen upwards. Yes, have faith. I'm going to ask you one last question. <laughs> it's almost uh, top of the hour again. Uh, this individual says, I've already pulled traditional investments and put them into silver. Early 2020, I purchased a pre-construction condo that should be ready early 2023. I'm now tempted to sell my current home, get rid of my mortgage, and invest the balance in silver and rent until my new place is ready. Thoughts on moving land money into precious metals as a strategy for 2022? Hmm. I, I can't fully answer that because I need, you know, like it sounds like your strategy on the land development is a good idea. Um, that some people act that I dealt with in the last month, they did sell their home and they did put a lot of their assets into precious metals. But the expectation, well, one, they preserved that, that they preserved their wealth in that asset. Um, and then they had some extra cash as well. Um, but that's a tough one. You know, that's a yeah. tough one. It's Email all personal. People, we can talk about it again. I can't give financial advice, right? Yeah. Yeah. People have to, to take what we're providing them and yeah. uh, weigh it and make their own personal decisions. Now, uh, Trenda, you had actually said there was a few people with questions. I hate leaving questions unanswered. Yeah. Did you want, you want to do the rapid one we'll where everybody do, gets a minute? Yes. We'll have to do rapid first. So if everybody could just please ask your question and uh, Greg, if you could answer it as quick as possible, respectfully, hey. and we'll move on. I'll put a one minute timer on. First we have is Pam. Okay, thank you so much. Uh, be beautiful information. Thank you, as always, at for Action for Canada and Tanya. My question twofold is, one, um, are you familiar with the new bank 
that is going to be, it's a private bank and it's a pro-life, it's called Pro-Life Bank in the USA. And Nick Vojcic is one of the uh, uh, owners and one of the people that started that bank. And Thanks. the second, oh, yeah. And it's no, just a second. Thank you. I'll okay, so just a second piece too is just in terms of, and I know you can't say this for, for real, uh, Dr. Gary, but do you, are we looking at a year? Um, are we looking at two years? Do we anticipate six months? Is there any kind of time frame? So I have more time to buy some more groceries and things. <laughs> time, frame, time frame for what? For, for markets crashing, et cetera? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes. Thank you so much. It's, I, it's already happening as we speak. It's just not in a major way yet. Mm -hmm. Again, do what you can when you can. Don't be in fear. Do what you can when you can. Don't be in fear. Yeah, perfect. And keep asking upwards. Thanks. Okay, Greg, next one. Okay, next one Thanks, we Sam. have is Rita. Oh, hi, Rita. All right. Hi, I'm sorry. Uh, can you give us some information on land purchase um, outside of um, or within Calgary area? Kind of like an off-grid type of living and how would we go about you know, avoiding the, the big take. Yeah, there are, there are off-grid communities out there. I'm involved. It may not be off-grid. You're going to have to research that, my dear. Okay. Sorry. I would, yeah, Rita, I would say get in touch with our Calgary chapter leader. Okay. I Good think idea. she might even be on the call tonight. And, okay, yeah, um, I've taken that number. I've taken that email address down. Perfect. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Super. And like I say, we're, we might have the Ice Age farmer or someone on and help to answer a few more of these questions. Yeah. All right. Next one, Terenzio. Oh, next one good. is <laughs> from Galina. Hi, Galina. There you go. What's your question? Yeah. Uh, I didn't get it how to buy silver and gold using RSP. What steps should I take? Do yeah, I send, send, me an email, send me an email and I'll give you some guidance on that. An email. Okay. Yes. Oh, what is your email? And for those that are watching, uh, if you look at the screen just below uh, Dr. Greg Gary's name, there his, his uh, email is just below there for everyone. Okay. Super duper. We'll look at that. Uh, Greg, it's been awesome having you on again tonight. Thank you so much for all the information. Um, in, in closing, uh, what would you like to say as a final here? Yeah, I... I uh... I really, I really want to say to people that there's a lot of people doing a lot of work in the back scenes that we don't see. Uh, there are great plans for goodness. Plus, on the front end, we've got the Tanya guys of the world. So we win. But every day, every hour, let's do what we can, when we can, with what we have. So you can go back and review this video and uh, make some good decisions for your family. Okay. Perfect. Thank you so much, Greg. Um, it's been a pleasure having you on again tonight. And uh, I know that this was very helpful for those who attended. And we will try to um, also make every effort to spread, spread this information far and wide. And we hope everybody will help us get the message out. So thank you so much, Greg. My pleasure. Oh, Thanks, oh, everybody. Thanks, okay. Steve. Well, everyone, thank you so much for hanging in there with us. Uh, you know what, Action for Canada and Power Hour, uh, we want to stick around until we try to get as many questions answered as possible. I think we're one of the only platforms that uh, pretty much offers this kind of interaction. 
And uh, so I just want to remind you again, next week, there will be no taboo talks with Tanya on Tuesday or an Empower Hour. We're going to take a break. Um, it's been a long time coming, but we'll be back at it the following week. And like I say, I'm going to be focusing on what's happening with our children in the school system. Even in universities, uh, we're even recommending that uh, don't register for university next year. We got to hit these people in the pocketbook to let, to let them know we don't uh, agree with their social agenda that is causing a great deal of harm to our kids. We got to stand up like mighty warriors. And, uh, you know, as a, a person of faith, I don't fear moving forward. We're called to speak to the truth and expose evil. And, and that's what our team is doing. And so we are encouraging you to do the same. We are fearlessly on the front lines fighting for you. And on that, I'm going to ask again that you fearlessly give to us. Don't worry about the government and any intervention. We got to keep action for Canada going. We got to keep up the fight, uh, support our local chapters. Uh, they are serving notices of liability. They are helping um, individuals stay employed. I got great news today. So a great win at the city of Surrey. They are actually reimbursing the employees for the payment that they have put out on the um, rapid antigen tests. And I believe that's fully due to uh, letters and interaction that I've had with the city of Surrey and a manager. We're also, people are using the notice of liability to get into hospitals to see loved ones. Great reports on that. Our resources are free to you. Um, all we ask is that you spread the information that we get out there. Help us to grow up the numbers at Action for Canada and stay well. And so I'm just gonna close by saying God bless you and God bless Canada. Thank you.
right. So I am just going to thank you so much. I'm going to say God bless you and God bless Canada. Yeah.